Welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report today for January the 24th of 2020. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news that you need to know from around the industry. Five days a week, Monday through Friday, right here on YouTube and podcast services around the world. So if you enjoy the show, you like what you see, be sure to hit that subscribe button and keep coming back for more. But with that being said, today we have plenty of news to dive into, including our headline story, which is that Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is supposedly getting a remake that is in development at Electronic Arts. It would be a retooling of both KOTOR games to fit them into the current canon. Ooh, sounds interesting. The latest rumor indicates that a new Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic project is underway at EA, and it looks to, quote, integrate elements from the first two games in order to bring certain things into the Star Wars canon. As reported by Cinelinks, two sources claim to have knowledge on the rumored return of this beloved franchise. The first source says a remake of the 2003 classic is in development, while the second says and says... Excuse me, while the second expands and says it, quote, wasn't so much a remake, but a sequel of sorts. This new project, as previously mentioned, would take elements from the first KOTOR and Knights of the Old Republic 2, the Sith Lords, and retool the two series to make them fit into the current canon. These rumors do fall in line with Lucasfilm President Kathleen Kennedy's previous comments confirming that Lucasfilm is developing something Knights of the Old Republic related. There have also been rumors of a Knights of the Old Republic film with some sources linking Game of Thrones D.B. Weiss and David Beanoff who are no longer creating a Star Wars trilogy. It was reported last year after the cancellation of KOTOR 3 that Obsidian always envisioned the games to be a trilogy. Lead writer Chris Avalon from Reboot Develop also said KOTOR 3 would have been about uncovering the origin stories of the Sith Lords and that they foreshadowed what Darth Revan was doing in the second game. As for the current canon, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker did make Darth Revan canon as one of the Emperor Palpatine's Sith Trooper Legions was named the Third Revan Legion. Hopefully this project is real and it will live up to the legacy created by the KOTOR series and continue the upward swing for EA's Star Wars titles, including Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and of course I would even say the rise, the redemption, uh, the rekindling of the flame of passion for Battlefront 2 which has been impressive to follow. Uh, now, this is not a game that I was ever deeply connected to. I was never deeply invested in the world of KOTOR, but you cannot underestimate the power of Knights of the Old Republic. This is a franchise that has been a long beloved staple of the gaming industry, and to see it getting a potential reboot, if not a full sequel, is something that is definitely going to be exciting for a ton of Star Wars fans out there. Now, the big question is, what is it going to be? Is it going to be a remake? Is it going to be a rebirth? What kind of situation are we looking at here? And personally, if I had to go about this project, I would say it's probably going to be some kind of uh, rebirth, a reimagining of sorts that does, as the description says, uh, take elements of the previous games and mix them into something new that does line up with where the Star Wars franchise is in 2020, because it is in a very different spot as compared to 2003. But I digress, I did want to let you guys know it looks like a KOTOR remake could be in development at Electronic Arts, and I wouldn't be shocked to see that in the slightest. Now moving on, a big story coming to us from VentureBeat, but just announced a couple of minutes ago, Activision Blizzard brings Overwatch Call of Duty Esports exclusively to YouTube. Now that's not to be uh, combined, this is not Overwatch Call of Duty. However, that sounds interesting, but Overwatch and Call of Duty Esports are both now on Google's platform. 
Activision Blizzard and Google are getting into a far-reaching partnership that covers multiple facets of the publisher's gaming business. Google Cloud will act as the preferred partner for hosting Activision Blizzard games. YouTube, meanwhile, will act as the broadcast home for Activision Blizzard's live esports. That includes Overwatch League, Call of Duty League, Hearthstone, and more. Google plans to use its server infrastructure to improve the gaming experience for Activision Blizzard fans. While Google has data centers across the globe, it's also promising to use cutting-edge features like AI to improve performance in the future. Quote, we've worked closely with Activision Blizzard for the past few years across mobile titles to boost its analytics capabilities and overall player experience, Google Cloud Gaming boss Sunil Ryan said. We are excited to now expand our relationship and help power one of the largest and most renowned game developers in the world. This reflects Google making a concerted effort to improve its relations with game developers and publishers. Google has always had a presence in this space, but Amazon Web Services and Microsoft Azure are the names most often associated with gaming hosting. Activision has even had a previous relationship with AWS relating to many of its games, including Call of Duty. This may start to change that. Quote, we are excited to partner with Google to drive the next generation of gaming innovation for the industry, Activision Blizzard Chief Information Officer Jaquez Erasmus said. Google Cloud's best-in-class infrastructure gives us the confidence to deliver great entertainment to our fans all around the world, end quote. Now, that is very exciting because, again, YouTube is now the home for everything related to Activision Blizzard. And, of course, they go further into that, saying, quote, with more than 200 million gamers a day watching more than 50 billion hours of gaming content per year, YouTube provides gamers and their passionate fans with the most popular video game platform in the world, YouTube gaming boss Ryan Watts said. Both the Overwatch League and Call of Duty League are the quintessential examples of world-class esports content. As a former Call of Duty esports commentator myself, I could not be more excited for Activision Blizzard to choose YouTube as its exclusive home for the digital live streaming of both leagues. This partnership further demonstrates our dedication to having a world-class live streaming product for gaming. And of course, they go very in-depth over here on Venture Beat. Uh, but the big news here is that YouTube is growing its content library in the live space. And that really is the biggest story here. Now, on the back end for the hardware and tech guys, yes, the move to Google's cloud service is certainly going to be a big deal in the long run. Uh, but for our purposes for this specific show, we talk often about Twitch versus YouTube versus Mixer versus Facebook gaming. And so Overwatch and Call of Duty are two very big East sports names. Uh, those are some very popular esports games, especially considering Overwatch 2 is on the horizon and Modern Warfare has definitely brought a lot of respect back to the Call of Duty competitive scene. And so to take that away from Facebook gaming, to take that away from Call of Duty on Twitch, to take that away from Mixer even, if it was ever in the race to begin with, is something that I think Google paid handsomely for. Uh, but of course, this partnership does go much deeper uh, than just a couple of bucks exchanging hands. This is something much more widespread and in-depth. Uh, but YouTube is growing its gaming live streaming set of content that it offers to its viewers. And it should be an exciting year to see just where that ends up landing Google at the end of the 12-month period. Some would call it a year. However, Apex Legends' new Season 4 character is Forge, not Revenant. Apex Legends Season 4 will be called Assimilation. Like the three previous seasons, Assimilation will add a brand new playable character into the game. Though Datamind Assets and Fight or Fright's Shadowfall mode seem to suggest that Season 4 would be launching with Revenant at the helm, Respawn has revealed that is not the case. When Assimilation begins on February 4th, it will add a new character, Forge, to Apex Legends. Respawn did not reveal many details about the new character, but did provide 
provide a screenshot which is embedded below. The dev also discussed some of the lore surrounding Forge who is being added to the Apex Games as the first corporate sponsored legend. Quote, this guy, he's the exact opposite of Crypto, who was our last legend, Apex Legends game writer Tom Cassiello said in the Season 4 reveal dev stream. This guy, he's a brawler. He gets up close and personal with you. He's got a mean left hook. He's a five-time hyper-fighting federation champion. Big personality. End quote. So basically, you've got Conor McGregor being uh, brought into the world of Apex Legends. Uh, but Cassiello also teased that Forge holds a connection to the Titanfall games as well. Forge has conquered one world, the MMA world, and now he wants to conquer another one with the Apex Games. He's also the first legend we are introducing who is a corporate sponsor. His sponsor is Hammond Robotics, of course, a very popular name in the Titanfall world. For those that have not played the Titanfall games, Hammond Robotics is one of the primary companies within the IMC, the main antagonist of the Titanfall series. Hammond is responsible for creating most of the enemies you fight in Titanfall 2's campaign, the IMC Spectres, Marvins, and Titans. Apex Legends takes place decades after the IMC has left the Outlands only for the Mysterious Syndicate to take its place and gain favor with the public by founding the Apex Games. And so right now, that is where we sit. Season 4 is on the horizon, and you will soon get to play as Forge, a brand new character that does seem to be melee-focused. It sounds like that's kind of what they're getting at here. Maybe that could be one of his big perks as a, a super punch of sorts. Uh, I'm sure that people will find a way to use that beyond belief. It would blow my mind. Uh, but I do love watching Apex Legends. I'll admit I have not played it probably since around August of last year. Uh, but it is still very fun to uh, see a squad go into the arena and fight to the death, one of the better battle royales out there, and it is certainly holding its own. Of course, the game launched around this time last year, right around February, and as I began to spend more and more time in it, I very quickly began to love it much more than any other battle royale that I had played to date. Uh, so with that being taken into consideration, Apex Legends getting season four in just a couple of weeks. But finally, The Last of Us animated movie was happening, but images have appeared online. They're now taken down, but guess what? Nothing online ever disappears. Images from a canceled The Last of Us animated movie short have surfaced online, uploaded by animation studio Odd Fellows. As spotted by Nerd for Life, the images were uploaded as part of a portfolio page on Oddfellas' website. The studio was working on collaboration with Sony to create a strong bridge between the original game and The Last of Us Part II. The short film would act as a previously on to allow both new and old fans to catch up on the story. Quote, in anticipation of The Last of Us 2, we were asked to create a compelling short film depicting the main characters Joel and Ellie as they retell their dramatic story chronicled in the original game, the website states. Oddfellow cites the Blade Runner 2049 animated prequel and the Animatrix as influences, with this short film having a very different art design than the video game. Our proposal was to reinterpret each of the chapters of the game with a unique visual treatment. Using singular narrative devices would allow us to bridge the styles and travel seamlessly between the past and present. Ultimately, Sony decided not to move forward with this project, the website concludes. And of course, the portfolio page of the Oddfellow's website was quickly pulled and conventional searches will only result in a page not found error. However, thanks to Google Cache, the page can still be accessed. A search for Oddfellows The Last of Us also still shows the page in Google search results at the time of writing, and of course the images can be found on Imgur, thanks to the fans of The Last of Us. And here we go, that's pretty much what you would uh, expect. You see the animations here, 
and uh, it definitely looks like something I would have been interested to see, uh, if anything, from a visual novel kind of perspective. I love seeing this kind of thing, uh, and it is neat to see the world of The Last of Us reinterpreted uh, to become something entirely new in a way, because whenever you apply a different kind of art style to something, it does transform how you perceive it. I mean, look at the difference between that and this. For audio listeners, it goes between night and day. It's basically a completely different appearance overall. And so I would have loved to see what this animated movie ended up looking like. But the question is, what did Sony end up going with? Because obviously they were testing out different companies, seeing what was going to fit with their specific approach. And this company might not have passed the uh, test, but that does not mean another company did not. So I would say you are going to be seeing some kind of animated short, maybe released on YouTube, maybe show off at the beginning of uh, The Last of Us Part 2, where you can skip it if you would like, if you had already played the first game. But the big question here is what did Naughty Dog have in store and what do they have in store when the game launches later on this May? Again, one of the bigger PlayStation 4 games and in general PlayStation games of the entire year. Uh, so definitely an exciting one to keep an eye on. And I would love again to see this animated film, but I can't wait to get my hands on that game. However, that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed this one, drop me a like down below. And of course, let me know your thoughts on everything we talked about today, including the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake, remaster, relaunch, whatever it might be. Are you interested in going back into that world? And on top of that, until next time, hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Peace.